Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast. I'm Dan Casper, and I will be your host, guiding you through every episode. We'll mostly talk sports, but we'll also throw in some entertaining, fun, and even some weird topics and conversations. Plus, you'll never know who will be joining me in each episode. So sit back, relax, and welcome to the Man Cave. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Dan Casper here, as always. Appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, whether you are a regular listener or first time. And, uh, well, if it's your first time, hopefully we can get you to keep coming on back. And uh, got uh, got a few things to be chatting about in this episode of the of the podcast here, but let's just, let's just dive into it. I think... Uh, you know the biggest thing out there from from this week, uh, Tom Brady just won't freaking go away at this point. Big news with him when he's uh, when he's done playing, whenever the hell that's going to be, he's not going to be riding off into the sunset and you know doing some movies, doing some commercials or anything like that. I mean, he's still probably good, but in in the uh, football world, he he ain't moving on. He's you know, you're still going to see him on TV calling games and that's a uh, 10-year deal, $375 million to be the lead color commentator for Fox Sports, meaning he's going to be going to, you know, like the, what do they call it over there at Fox, America's Game of the Week, uh, you know, pretty much uh, replacing Aikman uh, as the lead color commentator whenever his playing career is done, Tom Brady's, that is. Um. You know, first thing, first, first things first. When that, when that news drops, um, I don't know about the rest of you, but shit, man, I I was surprised. I I, I figured Tom Brady was one of those guys, kind of like a kind of like a Peyton Manning. You know, mate, wouldn't go into the broadcast booth. I just I didn't see Tom Brady, you know, with with goat status and and everything. Him going into the in the broadcast booth, especially, you know, obviously he flirted with retirements, what, a month or so, and then decided to to come back. And, you know, I just felt like once he was done, he was done and going to spend some time with his family since he's been playing for such a ridiculously long time. But, you know, I, and I get it. He's going to have more time on his hands by calling games and such. But still, I I didn't think Tom Brady would be a, a, an announcer be in the booth for for calling games so this obviously was was a huge surprise to me i don't know about the rest of you i just i i didn't see that in in his future but i think this is just a another example of tom brady can't quit football uh, he, he just he can't quit it and he's preparing himself for you know staying involved in the game and <laughs> making more money with that ten-year contract with Fox, than than what he will be throughout his playing career, it sounds like that's that's the ridiculous thing here, and I'll get into that here in a second. But that's the the ridiculous thing right now with you know what what the numbers are looking like, what these contracts are looking like for 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 announcers and, and football, and, and and that's the thing. It's it's football. You know, I know there's other sports media members out there who have their own radio shows or talk shows who who are making some coin and uh I can just tell you right now 
that ain't me. It, 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 not even me. Not even no. I, it's not even close. It's it's not even like in the stratosphere of, of, of that. But you know, when you talk about like color commentators, you don't. It, football is just a, a a weird thing, right? I mean this this off season we've had so much turnover in terms of color commentators calling these games. But when you think about it in baseball, can can anybody really think about you know some of the the top ones out there? John Smoltz to to me is is the main one, but I haven't heard anything of what how much he makes, and you know he he calls more games than than you know these these football guys here. I don't think he's going to be making as much as as you know the Aikmans and and obviously the Tom Brady's and and such. So. You know John Smoltz, and then who else would you put? David, you know David Cohn from from Sunday Night. I mean, it, the, you don't hear as much about those guys uh, in, in baseball, other than John Smoltz. But even John Smoltz isn't you know to that level of popularity amongst football ones. And then basketball, who would you put as you know your color commentators? I mean, for play by play, be you know Mike Breen for for ABC. I mean, then you're talking what Jeff Van Gundy and, and Mark Jackson maybe. But again, but again, they they call more games. They ain't making as much as as these dudes. The thing is, it's to, to me, it's more of the marketing. It's more of the name. You, you're you're paying for the name. Like so, I think Tom will will do okay. And honestly, given his work ethic, he's really going to work at it. And, and he might even be good. You know, he I, I think he'll be solid. I don't think he'll be like the next John Madden or anything like that. But Fox is paying for the name. They're not. They don't give a crap about how well Tom Brady is going to be calling games. They they don't they don't care. They're not going to care. They're paying for the name. They're paying for the marketing. They're paying for the ability to use Tom Brady and attach Tom Brady to their network to their football coverage. That's it. That I mean. Great, you got him. You got a big name in, in the booth, right? You got a big name in the booth. This offseason has been nothing but, you know, names getting huge contracts and a lot of shuffling around in terms of calling games. But they paid for the name. And I'm not trying to diminish what Tom can bring to the table in terms of, you know, calling football games and, and the insight that he can bring with, you know, all those, what, seven Super Bowl championships as of now and numbers he's going to be able to bring an insight that is incredibly unique whenever he does get to to the booth but they're not paying for that they're paying for the name let's be real here and and you know as as a fan and 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 i love football you all know me and football is my number one thing i'm watching the game regardless of who's in the booth you know what i mean I'm, i'm watching regardless of who's in the booth now if it's like the manning cast compared to you know, the regular play-by-play, which I guess now is Buck and Aikman, it's still going to be a, a little trying to get used to that thing. But I'm watching the game regardless of, you know, for the most part, who's in the booth. So it's like a Sunday night game or a Sunday game. I'm watching regardless of who's in the booth. You know, ESPN with the Manicast, I might watch a little bit more of the Manicast one right there because it's like watching, you know, it's, it's, it's a different type of feel. You, you know, you don't have the play-by-play and – I like listening to some of the insights in that. I don't necessarily need the play-by-play, and I'm again, I don't want to diss play-by-play announcers or anything like that because I couldn't do that type of job. But you know, I'm, I'm watching and I can see what's what's going on right there. So 
I'm more into like a little bit of the talk here. But again, I'm just if my team's playing or if there's a great game on, I'm watching regardless of who's in the booth. You know what I mean? Like there there's some great color commentators out there, and once in a while you'll get some great stuff. You know, you you'll get a, a like John Madden would drop some great stuff. You know, he he, he was obviously at the He's at the top in terms of like color commentators for me, but again, I'm watching regardless of who's in the booth. You know, the only difference would be is like if there's a Jaguars and um, you know uh, Texans game Thursday night. Am I gonna like sit down and that's appointment viewing for me? Probably not. But you know what? If it's got a great, uh, great, you know, unique calling team in there then maybe i might tune in a little bit more and that's what it really is when it comes to these when it comes to you know these booths they they want to draw in other fan bases other fans to tune into their games even if their team isn't isn't playing you know it's it's not the diehards like me you know that that's not why they're doing they're trying to get the casual fans or maybe just you know those eh, maybe I'll tune in once in a while here. No, they want people to make it appointment viewing for every single game that they've got on. That's that's what it is. But it is th- this what last year, last couple of years. I maybe honestly since Tony Romo, since Tony Romo came came onto the scene with with calling games here. This, uh, I mean, networks have been looking for. another person to kind of I guess you know bring a unique style perhaps or a unique in inside look at 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 the game you know they they want these players who are fresh off of playing because well they they might know the the current game a little bit better than uh Chris Collinsworth or or somebody like that but I feel like ever since you know Tony Romo came onto the scene the market for some of these TV announcers for some of these, you know, color commentators and play-by-play uh, people have just the, the market has exploded. I mean, it has gotten huge, huge. We're talking Brady for as long as he's played, and for the level he's played at, he could be making more in his on his ten-year contract calling games than throughout his whole playing career. I mean, no wonder why we're hearing, you know players or, or young coaches like a Sean McVay potentially retiring and then getting into the broadcast booth for crying out loud. They're making more money there and they don't have to do as much. They don't have to dedicate themselves to training camp and you know playbooks and all that. They can watch film, do a few interviews here sort of thing, call it, go to a game and call it. And they make more money doing that. Hell, I w- I mean that is that is a sweet Sweet ass gig. Let's not kid ourselves. That is a sweet ass gig. <laughs> I mean, and it is just kind of like I, I, I'm curious to see if we're gonna see. You know, I, there's I know there's some talk about could we see, you know, players maybe high level players uh, calling their careers a little bit sooner than what they normally would, so they could you know get into the broadcast booth and, and cash in maybe. But I think also there's a competitive, you know, gene in a lot of these athletes that if they don't want to, 
uh, you know, they don't want to leave that game early. They don't want to leave their respective sport early because they want to still compete at a high level. And, you know, I, I don't think we have to worry about these star players leaving too early to, to go into broadcast booths because, again, there's not as many, I would assume that right now, not as many broadcast jobs at, at a high level. You know what I mean? Like, the market's probably set right now for a little bit. I have to imagine that. But still, it's it's ridiculous how how much, you know, good for good for these people getting their money. But it is ridiculous for how much some of these announcers are are getting paid. And again, I think it's it's it, it maybe it kind of shows you just too how much. We tune in as fans, and, and and how much we invest as as fans into these games that they can throw this ridiculous amount of money out there for these broadcast groups. Like we just we we live for football. We love football. Even if you're people, football I think is the one sport too that even if your team is not playing. You, you you're tuning into some games. You're going to be tuning into you know Monday night football, Sunday night football, Thursday night football if it's a decent game. You're still going to be watching some of these other games, and a lot of it is because well, there's only what uh, 17 games right now, so it's not the 82 NBA, 82 game in the NBA season. It's not the 162 regular season game or games in, in baseball. There's only one a week, so. We love football. We love football so much, and there's only one a week. So we just bring it all in. We absorb it all. And they, the networks know it. The NFL freaking knows it. And now we're seeing how much, I think, that how much we invest and in, in where it's going to. I mean, these, these again, credit to the Bucks and the Aikmans and the Bradys and the Al Michaels and, and all those uh, sort of peeps. But it just kind of shows you how much we are investing money-wise, time-wise. You know, advertisers know this. They're they're pumping in money to to get some of their commercials and advertisements during these games because they know we're watching. Networks are just taking this money. They're taking it all in. And they're shelling it out to bring in big-time name people to add just a little bit more. To, to, to their product and we're going to keep buying in but that's just the thing is like you know the diehards they're still going to do this but they're doing they're bringing in these big name people these big name broadcast people to get those maybe those casual fans you know Monday Night Football I think for, for the last few years here has lost a little bit of luster you know it's it's lost a little bit of luster so when you don't have some marquee matchups you really have to count on your broadcast team to, you know, shine up the game, if you will, to to elevate the game, if you will. And for the last few years, Monday Night Football didn't have that group that that could do it. Let's be honest. More people were tuning into Manning Cast last year. I was one of them. It was a great idea, but now they want to, you know, like okay, we we gotta we gotta change our product here a little bit. We gotta get some more of the casual fans. That, to, to tune into our Monday night games. How can we do that? Let's bring in, <clears throat> excuse me, a big name broadcast group. And they did. They invested a lot of money in Buck 
and Aikman, and they got that group. They they 100% got that group. So, you know, what does this mean? I I don't know the next big play for, you know, who, who would be next. Peyton Manning, I don't think that's in Peyton Manning's cards. I think, you know, first of all, I think the conversation will start at what Brady just got. That that's that's the conversation right there. If anybody's like, oh crap, now what do we gotta do? You know, I don't even know who would who would it be. You know, ESPN isn't gonna let go of Aikman. I mean, maybe they could now with with Peyton, but I mean, there's not really any openings. But I mean, if there was another market out there, it's like, okay, we gotta get you know a big name guy and let's look at Peyton. That would be the next closest one. But I think Peyton's sitting there like, all right. The, the conversa- conversation is going to at least start off at what Brady is making right now. But I don't see that as as a, a thing for Manning. I think, you know, the Manning cast was great. It's awesome. I tune into it. I can't see Manning doing a typical in-the-booth sort of thing. But, again, I, I thought the same for Brady. I didn't think he was going to do that. I thought he was going to do live a little, you know, on the beach and live a little bit of a Hollywood life with his model wife and his kids and all that sort of stuff. But... Here we are, surprised again by another Tom Brady uh, decision right there. I think I think Manning would love to, you know, maybe be involved in more of team operations and and own a team, and and that's where you know with with Brady. I know there's some people like, oh, I mean, he's already got a crap ton of money. How much more freaking money does this guy need? And all? I mean, come on, put yourself in that position. I think a lot of us would be like, all right, keep bringing on the cash flow. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's let's take trips all the time. Let's get that big yacht. Let's get some hunting land and all that. Let's, you know, all of us would be doing probably the same thing if we had that opportunity. But there's a part of me that's just kind of wondering, like, okay, he, you know, he does this for ten years. The other part is this: can he be patient? And I don't. Maybe he doesn't even last the full ten years. But that's another income coming in for Brady that I wouldn't be surprised if he uses to to buy a team at some point. I, I mean. Brady, it's clearly evident. Brady is Mr. Like football, lives and breathes football, wants to be in football for as long as he possibly can. We we've been seeing it with the, you know, with the his playing career, playing as long as he's as he's been playing at. Um, now broadcasting, I think the next step for Brady. Yes, he's got the production companies and he's got, um, you know, his his TB12 health stuff. He's got a, a, a shit ton of stuff going on right now. I wouldn't be – maybe it's a bold prediction, but I think in the next 15 years, Tom Brady's going to be an owner of a football team. I think that's the next step for him. And, you know, that, this dude is, is a businessman. He he knows what's going on. He knows and, – and the thing is, he might be a sole owner of, of a football team. Maybe that's his goal because a lot of these guys, even like Peyton Mannings and all that, like a lot of these former athletes when it comes to these football franchises – we're talking in the billions of dollars. What, the Broncos? I mean, we're talking a few billion dollars to, to buy that team. A lot of these athletes, when they get ta- when there's like rumors or reports that they're in talks to be like a co-owner or something, it's because they're joining a group. They're joining a group and, and forking in some of the cash there. They're not the sole owners of these teams. They're a part of an investment group. Brady might just want single control of his whole of, of, of a whole franchise. We know he's close with Robert Kraft. Heck, maybe he will buy the New England Patriots. How about that? No, I don't think that'll happen. Uh, that'll stay in the Kraft family. But, I mean, I I just always get the feeling that Robert Kraft, even though he does have a son, 
he feels like who what what was that movie? Oh, it's uh, Talladega Nights, right? Where the owner, the race car owner, calls Bobby, uh, uh, Ricky Bobby, the son he never had, but he actually has a son. I kind of feel like that's Robert Kraft with Tom Brady. You know what I mean? But I maybe that's that's the goal. And that's I think within the next fifteen years, it's a bold prediction. But I think Tom Brady's going to look at trying to purchase an NFL franchise, and he wants to be the sole owner. I really believe that. And maybe he's looking at this opportunity. Tom Brady doesn't need to call games. But maybe he's looking at this as a, a an opportunity for whenever he is done playing. All right. Big cash flow coming in here. I've already got a big cash flow. But this is going to take, uh, you know, a nice, this will be a nice, uh, you know, income to use towards buying that franchise whenever that franchise becomes available. We, I, I have no idea who, who, what franchise it would be, what franchise would be available. They, what, every few years, even maybe a little bit longer. I don't know what the averages are. But he's putting himself in a position potentially to do that. That's my conspiracy theory. That's 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 my conspiracy theory on the whole thing. That Brady's maybe setting himself up to be an, uh, an NFL franchise owner. That's what I think. So, which would be, I mean, we know Jordan did it as a goat and is, and you know, questions about how well he can build a team and that sort of thing. But I mean, no, that'll be interesting. But again, the this this freaking market of color commentators in the NFL. No other sport will be like this. The NBA can't unless LeBron James says, "Hey, I'll call I'll call games and then they're going to fork a bunch of money for for LeBron James." Uh baseball, who who would be that guy right now? You know, you got A-Rod doing the Manny cast, but I mean, come on. That's that's lost. A-Rod's lost some luster there. Who's who's that would like all of a sudden Mike Trout if he if he's like, "Ah, I'm done." Or Bryce Harper, ah, "I'm done." Nah, it, football is king. Football network, I mean, airing football games is huge money makers in this thing. There is so much money being shelled out there. And it's just going to get nuts and nuts and nuts. I mean, whew. But I'm still surprised. I, I, I guess I still can't fathom that Tom Brady actually did this. Like he actually signed up to be a color commentator in a booth. Yeah, well... How good will he do? I have no idea. We have no idea. I think we all know that he'll be pretty solid. Will he be in a, a John Madden? You know, booming right and all over the teleprompter and all that sort of stuff. I, I don't know. I think we're kind of starting to see, you know, with, with Brady, how he has been with Tampa Bay and his personality. Yeah, you could probably, I think we're starting to see um, what potentially he could be like. You know, we're starting to see a little bit more personality. I think we're going to get the Brady, the Tampa Bay Brady personality as opposed to the New England personality. But I think he'll be solid. Will he be an all-time great? That remains to be seen. Heck, remember when Gronk retired for a year? What network did he work for? Fox. Maybe we get a Brady and a Gronk booth. Can you imagine that? A Brady and a Gronk booth? Okay. People would tune into that even if they don't care what game is playing. They will tune into that. They will tune in to listen to Brady and Gronk in a booth calling a game. You know what? I might throw that as another conspiracy theory. I think that's going to happen. 
Brady and Gronk at some point. Maybe Gronk is like the Tony Saragusa, and he's like the sideline guy. Remember Tony back in the day? There you go. I'm calling it. That's that's what's going to happen. Right there. Right there. All right, so doing a little different thing. This is part one of this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Part two I'm saving, uh, and it's going to be coming up uh, a little bit later on. It's going to be uploaded to the playlist a little bit later on, but we're going to be talking about the schedule release for football. Okay, We're going to be talking about that and a couple of other things too um, uh, slated for, for part two, for episode two for this week of the Man Cave Podcast. But I rambled on too much too long about Tom Brady and networks and broadcasting and all that stuff. But I got conspiracy theories. Brady's going to own a team in 15 years. We're going to get a Brady and a Gronk broadcasting team with Gronk playing the Saragusa role on the sidelines. Calling it right now. I'm calling my shots. All right, episode one of the Man Cave podcast in the books for this week. Appreciate you tuning in. Episode two, we're going to be talking schedule release in the fo- uh, for, for the NFL and a few other items up there too. All right, we'll talk to you soon. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for checking out the podcast, whether you are a regular listener or a first-time listener. Hopefully you'll be back if you're that first-time listener. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, practically everywhere. And don't forget, give it a good rating like that, five-star rating, so other people can find the podcast as well. Special shout-out to Kyle Schaefer. He's our music guy. All the cool sounds. And, and music you hear on the podcast that's all from kyle schaefer if you're interested in some of his music follow him on twitter at phoenix underscore guy zero eight or email him schaefer that's s-c-h-a-f-e-r dot k-w at gmail.com until next time i'm dan casper and thanks again for checking out this episode of the man cave podcast <laughs>